are listening to The Cannabis Agenda, your weekly source for cannabis-related news and informed discussion. We podcast for an hour every Monday covering topics related to cannabis legalization, medical marijuana, and market-related information. You can follow online with us at CannabisAgenda.com. And now, your hosts, Jamie Cass and Mike Green. <laughs> oh my god, you killing me. <laughs> you made that, right? That was your thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, dude, that was like the first time that I've heard it in the headphones in a long time. I've been, you know, you've been on the road and everything. So it was really doing it for me, Matt. Is that, like, is that one of the first jingles you've ever made? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure. You, you should have seen him. He was, he's over, he's all like directing it, you know, and doing the whole orchestration <laughs> with his hands and hearing the sparkle fall out of the sky. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's, it's pretty good, except for all the inaccurate information you're spouting <laughs> off in it. Our weekly one hour Monday show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it started out. We really didn't know there was, we did, we knew, but we didn't know that, um, uh, there's going to be as much to talk about as there is. There's there's way more than we can possibly talk about in a one week show. We've had a few three hour marathons. Yeah, on we've here. gone a long time sometimes, and we are still cutting it thin. Really, I mean, there's so much to talk about out yeah. there. You know, yeah, like we could, we could go on forever and ever, forever and ever. And and you know, it'll be. Uh, I, th- I think uh, uh, talking with some more peeps and stuff in the future will help us synthesize even more. Um, we uh, currently go through a lot of um, print media and just try and find cool stories and um, just you know synthesize them, talk about them, uh, find discussions kind of based off of those stories, finding interesting topics off of it, that sort of stuff. That's kind of what our style is. Uh, Jake, Jake Hass is not in the house this week. Unfortunately. Yeah. We, we were going to try to make it work out, but it just didn't happen. Uh, no, it's been, we're, we're just now starting to get back into regular, uh, regular routines and everything. So Although next week might be a bit of a challenge. <laughs> well, this guy's <laughs> last minute on a whim going to hit burning man up. Yeah. You're going to do your first burn, huh? Yeah, that's, the, that's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> I think you're going to, I think the plan's going to go. Nervously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be fun for you, man. I've yeah. Been, I've been wanting to go for a while. You just did a bunch of stuff over uh, in the Midwest, did Well, you? yeah, I've been on the road for four weeks, and I got back home, and I, I sat down, and I was bored. I didn't know what to do with myself. Here? Yeah, when I got back home here. I can see a few things that need cleaning. <laughs> and, that's, and that's after a day's worth of cleaning, too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you're really like you're kind of getting used to the to the road life. Yeah, huh? totally. How many miles do you think you did? Six and a half thousand. Oh, you know. See, that's Matt. That's our guy. He, he knows. He's got it all figured out. <laughs> that's good. When did you get the AC turned on? Uh, back in, I did, I did all the way from here to Michigan. So from Northern California to Oregon to Michigan to Illinois without any AC. Ouch. Uh, yeah, it was pretty brutal, too. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humid. Yeah, dude. Really humid. Well, you were going, you know, right in the thick of it. Yeah. I mean, that's August is the hottest month in the Midwest, I think. Yeah, and it's been exceptionally... Uh, 
like humid recently. Really? Hot and humid, yeah. I got to get back there before it gets cold again. I want to get back before fall. Check out oh, before fall, before, yeah. the, before the trees change? Yeah. I mean, if I go back right then, that's fine. Then you get the fall weather with it. But I could use a little tropical hot stuff for a while. Be good. I mean, it's so melt, you know, temperature here is so moderate. It's been Temperate, r- yeah. really, really nice the last few days. It's been here, gorgeous though. since I made it back. Yeah. I need to go swimming in the ocean soon. Mm, yeah. It's, it's one of Warm those times. Enough, if yeah. you've never been up here before, the oceans are beautiful and you can take your dogs and people have horses on them up here in Northern California and there's real dramatic big rocks and stuff and real steep cliffs. Um, but swimming <laughs> for me, consists of uh getting in uh to waist level and standing there for 10 seconds and then getting the fuck out that ocean is cold dude it's cold it's really cold real cold up here but i have to do that every once in a while just to feel alive yeah i hear you live next to the near the beach man i might as well uh swim every once in a while it's necessity so um yeah burning man next week I can't I, believe it. I might be there, and I don't know. What, are you guys going to do a show? You going to try to do a show? Uh, you're going to have to teach me a few things. Yeah, maybe. Before. Might be a little underproduced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one could be a little under talked, and the next one could be a little underproduced. Yeah. It's organic. It's, don't yeah. forget. <laughs> <laughs> at least, we, at least we got a good excuse. We do. We have a great excuse. It's. Uh, we really would love to get this on a more scheduled sort of thing, but it's kind of difficult to do and yeah you know i mean we're we're not like we're not getting paid for this and we just gotta make we gotta find the time and do it when we can we we love doing it that's for sure oh yeah we're gonna stick with it uh and i i guess we just need to you know like in the intro change the monday it is a weekly thing we're gonna do a show every week we're we're, gonna find a way to do a show we're pretty committed to that every week but that means every week so like we did one last tuesday well, then sometime this week, we're going to do a show. <laughs> sometime <laughs> this week. Now it's Wednesday. So it took us eight days since our last one. On the average of every seven days, there will be a show. So you even want to break it down to an average. So you want well, it I'm to just be, saying. That's the best way. That'd be the, the, the... I mean, that's like if you took enough weeks, that's just what it would work out to. Approximately every seven days. Sometimes ish. we can do two. There's no rules. That's true. Why not? It's organic. It's organic. It is. And, All right. uh, so, uh, yeah, we got uh, welcome, everyone. Yeah. It's uh, show number 26. Yeah, we missed number. T- we forgot yeah. to do a dance on 25. Oh, well. Oh, well. We could pat ourselves on the back later. But, um, yeah, this is show 26. Uh, you can check out our website, uh, www.cannabisagenda.com. Email info at cannabisagenda.com. Let us know. Come on. Hit us up. Tell us what you think. Tell us your point of view about where marijuana is in the country or in your state or in your area, what you think about cops and um, lawyers and politicians and and uh, anything that has to do with cannabis um, or whatever. Email us. And you know, what I, you know what I'd like? What do you want? I'd like them to call us. Oh, uh, you're big on the phone thing. That's yeah, well, I, it's a radio show, you know? Sure. And yeah. we've got some, some audio content. Or whatever you want to call it. If you call, we can play it. We That's will. right, exactly. We, we will too, unless you call and you tell us not to. But we would respect your uh, your wishes in that sh- case. Sure, but you should call seven zero seven six five four can C A N N. That's the spot. 
leave us a voicemail. Um, if if you become a if you start calling in or emailing regularly, there's a chance we're gonna ask you to call in and talk with us sometime. Oh yeah, so, I mean we're Absolutely. gonna do that. So if you have any interest in that, you know, just keep sending them, keep calling. So we also normally talk now about our Twitter and Facebook, and we're gonna. I, they're both well. Facebook is in the news in drug policy this week. We're gonna De- get to that soon. But Definitely. You wanted to talk about Twitter, huh? Uh, you know, Twitter is a weird thing to me. I am trying to. F- we've been doing. We've been using Twitter now for like three months, or, or no, 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 no. It's been like eight months. We've been using Twitter. Or has Twitter been using us? Well, that's how I'm. That's what I'm wondering. I don't really understand it. So people follow you, and then. Every once in a while, when new people start following us, I'll click on them to see what they're all about, you know? And some of them have 15,000 followers, and they follow 15,000 people. I'm seeing that a lot, like mm-hmm. people with nearly equal numbers of followers and, pe- and people that, are, that they're following. And big numbers, huh? Big numbers. Um, and I guess I just wonder what the point is, because, like, at this point, the way that our Twitter account works is, for the most part, we're following people that we think we can extract good information and contacts from. Mm-hmm. And we're not like just trying to connect with every single business or every single thing that has the word marijuana or cannabis or weed or legalization or whatever in it. We're not just connect, just like a, we're not like a leech. There's like these Twitter leeches yeah. out yeah, there. Totally. And there's a lot of them, dude. I mean, a lot. Um, so for, what is the benefit of being on Twitter then? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, Does anyone out there, is anyone else having, or is anyone having good experiences with Twitter in general? I mean, people are all over it, uh-huh. but what's it really do? <laughs> I mean, I know that you end up, it's easy, you know, oh, oh, oh. I know that it's easy to, um, to like f- dig good stories off of Twitter. If you're following the right people, but what if you're one of those leeches and you follow 1500 people or 15,000 people, you have to sit around and synthesize everything into groups. Is that the idea? And then follow your groups. I don't know how it works. I don't really understand it. It seems like a big circle jerk to me. Yeah. Huge, Hmm. huge one. Um, And then other things happen like this, you know, the other day I clicked on one of our new followers, Wicked Herb. Wicked Herb. Wicked Herb, brah. They're a K1 dealer. Oh. Yeah. We've talked about that before. You. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that shit is dirty. They probably smoke weed only and sell K1. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they listen. Where where are they out of? Uh, I don't remember, man. They weren't, you know, I'm not really trying to plug them all that (laughs) much. Yeah, right on. (laughs) Uh, I'm not really into K1 in case you're listening, Wicked Herb. So if you want to stop following us, that's okay because we're not really supporting K1. We uh, aren't so sure about it. It's not the. Do they sell stuff other than K one? No, it looked like they're pretty mm, much K one dealer, huh? K one dealer. The spice. Yeah, incense. They were calling it incense. Yeah, on that, their... yeah, that's how they get away with it. And they were saying like, so many places claim to be the only true K one dealer, and that'd be like a coffee store trying to say we're the only ones with real coffee. Huh? But they're comparing fake. They're talking about fake weed. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. So they follow us, and I guess you're. You know, earlier you were saying, "Well, yeah, we let them follow us. We just don't follow them. We don't really. I mean, I guess we could block them, but I don't see any reason to block them. Yeah, you know, that's like 
Right. Maybe they'll listen to us and stop selling K1. Yeah, let's hope so. Or um, maybe they'll just follow us because they really like weed more, and for some reason they're selling K1 as a weird form of activism. No. Mm. (laughs) They they want to make money. Hey, um, so we let them follow us, but the way that we don't show approval is by not following them, correct? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Or, or, I mean... I. Yeah, you could you could not follow someone for a variety of reasons, but not showing approval would be one of those. Okay, and then I want to give a shout out to those of you I've I've clicked on a few regular I've clicked on some regular people who are following us on Twitter. Oh, nice regular they, people. They're out there, huh? They're out there, um, and you can tell when you look at their accounts that they're regular people. Mm-hmm. They're not advertising their thing. No, they're not advertising bracelets and, you know, <laughs> fake weed and, you know, all sorts of weird little items. They're cannabis items. Yeah, they're just people. Uh-huh. Why do you use Twitter? I want to know. Email us. Info com. What the hell? I don't get it. So, uh, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Cuz really Twitter, dude, confuses me. Facebook though rocks. Been using it for a long time. I love it. Yeah. So, but but they got some problems. They've been they've been censoring marijuana this week. Well, they they have some they do some weird things from time to time. Yeah. Those Facebook people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're I think they sit around and they think about weird shit sometimes. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about it later. We're not going to talk about it right now. But keep hitting us up on Facebook. Uh, just become fans or like it like us like it yeah yeah all you have to mm-hmm. do is type in cannabis agenda it's easy to find in like. the search bar uh check us out on itunes too um we get a lot we're getting a lot of downloads actually and um we we want everybody to keep uh using itunes it's it's pretty simple anytime if you subscribe to our show anytime one comes on it just puts it onto your itunes and um there it is yeah you, know. you can even sync it up with your i thing I think. Yeah, like your iPad, your iPhone, your iPod. I finally saw an iPad um, the other day. I played with one, too. They're they're pretty cool. I I didn't get to play with it. I finally saw someone (laughs) using it in public, and I I could tell he was okay with it, but he's the first person I've seen so far. I I don't know what I would actually use one for other than, like, browsing the web, which I already have a device for. It just looks like a big fucking iPhone, (laughs) dude. (laughs) I'm just like, um, nice. You've got, like, a super-sized iPhone. (laughs) Right on, bro. Um. So, you know, but yeah, that's, I guess that's why I haven't seen them out. People buy them. They're like, wait a minute. Why the fuck did I buy this thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. Hey, what happened at Seattle Hemp Fest? Oh, it was an interesting time for sure. Uh, it was my, my final stop on my destination home. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess they expected 200,000 people in and out of there over the weekend, which is a lot. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was huge. Um, there were a lot of people there, um, they had five stages, I think, with music and speakers. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it was five. And, um, yeah, a lot of people and uh, a lot of cops and a lot of the people were smoking herb and uh, the cops weren't hassling anyone. No one. No one. So, okay. I, I can't say that no one was hassled, but I did not see anyone being hassled by the cops. Did you see people smoking weed right next to the cops? I don't think I saw overtly anyone smoking weed next to the cops, but I'm sure that cops saw people smoking weed all day long because okay. there were thousands of people doing it. You remember when we had this discussion on the show a while back when I was talking yeah, about smoking uh-huh. joint on the plaza uh-huh. right around cops? Uh-huh. And you were like, I would never. And totally. Well, when you're with power of numbers and lots of people are smoking, you know, you get that, you get that like smoker's Jedi thing going on. Like, you're not going to arrest me. 
so here's the thing though like yeah cops they were cool and all um but the average age of the audience i was very surprised by yeah like um eight 18 year old i think uh, that was probably the average i saw i saw kids there that were probably 13 years old yeah um i'm finding that with our people that are following us on facebook and uh, a lot of the emails we've been getting i I think are coming from an younger crowd i think that they're into the pot huh i think they're into the pot they're into the pot and the red bull and the red bull (laughs) (laughs) it's a fine combination (laughs) um seriously though yeah i think there's something to that age there's something happened with that demographic now and they're way more active in the pot thing in general than we were i don't huh. re- do you remember cannabis how many cannabis activists do you remember oh, from high school none, early college none. age? yeah i mean it, people were scared like, sure very scared back then to be associated with cannabis right and these people in wisconsin like all these people wonderful people in wisconsin who listen to our show regularly there's like a constituency there of people that are very young and very vocal huh. about pot right on i know i think it rocks and yeah. i wonder what happened like who got to these children <laughs> the dea wants to know <laughs> who corrupted them with oh, this crazy plant that's funny <laughs> oh, speaking speaking of wisconsin it works great yeah, doesn't it yeah totally weird jay self hoffner yeah contest we yeah. had one um, we're, we're still having it still going i think so okay we have not heard that that the 10 people uh yeah i think it's still going okay so we're still waiting on uh the show to create 10 donations for jay correct you're supposed to donate four dollars and 20 cents or jay. more or more 42 or whatever if you feel like donating five i'm sure he wouldn't you know he's not, not going to turn it money. away yeah. yeah um so um if you can donate, donate the first uh, 10 that do it and then, ref- you know, say that they did it because of listening to us here on the Cannabis Agenda, um, they get a free copy of uh, Reefer Madness from us. That's correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. We're DVD still- or VHS. That's... <laughs> We're gonna have some trouble with the VHS. It's not gonna, not gonna. It's gonna be a joke that lasts a long time. Yeah, it is. We should see if we can get. Um, we should see if we can get some Flexurites videos. Uh, yeah, we can probably score some of those. I bet. Yeah, I, I think we should mm-hmm. try that because we need a little something else. To yeah. Some <laughs> <laughs> the reefer madness getting a little old. I watched the stale. Union last night. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, it's been months ago now. What do you think? Uh, you know, it's weird. I think I watched it too one time because, or at least I maybe I've seen clips on YouTube of certain interviews uh-huh. or something. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, I thought that it was, I thought that the majority of it was really good. I thought that the, it seemed like the guy that was doing it probably didn't know too much about it prior to getting, getting involved it. Uh-huh. in with it. And it was a two year project for him. Mm-hmm. So uh, he got educated a lot, and and it was weird because you'd see certain segments at the beginning where you could tell he didn't know a lot, but then by the end he was way more comfortable with the like lingo and everything, you know, and it flowed better as far as his narrative went. Like he mm-hmm. felt like he learned throughout the process, and they ordered it correctly, like where he did. You could tell he didn't know as much at the beginning of the of the documentary, and he he learned as he was teaching as he was telling the story and showing the interviews and all that stuff. And, uh, I thought there were a couple weird parts though. Like the, uh, uh, they're talking about, um, 
how much money those people can make. And they're in that one like paranoid grower, small scene house. And uh, he's like, he pulls, he's, they call it cropping out in, in BC. Cropping out. For those of you who haven't seen this, that's a, a look at the British Columbia pot scene. Cropping out is taking down your harvest? Cropping out. Yeah, it's harvesting or, I, you know, and cropping out. And this dude could crop out six times a year. Six times. And they kept talking about that, too, like every two months. And, and you know, even if you have clones ready to go yeah. transplant them, flip them, yeah. immediately the day that you transplant, like the next day. Five if you're good. Dude, if you could pull, if you could crop out, which would be vegging plants, mm-hmm. which you could do in a veg room. Mm-hmm. Separately. So you don't have to use any time for that. Put them in immediately. After you take down a run, mm-hmm. right? So you end one run, boom, it's all out. And you take all that weed out of the grow room. And then you bring a brand new one in that's already veg in its mm-hmm. pots and ready to flip mm-hmm. day one. If you had a 45-day strain, which are pretty rare. You could do six. You could. Yeah. But, but I mean, five if you're good, like realistically. Right. Yeah. Like really good five. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like if you average over four a year, you're probably doing fairly well for mm-hmm. cropping out. And, <laughs> I like um, that. Crop out. <laughs> crop out. And the way they said it, dude, like you, you watch it again, you know, and now you'd be like, oh, they're cropping out. eh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so if you could if you could do that, that's cool. But the thing that the thing it wasn't that that bothered me so much. I mean, it kind of did but every two months, like on the dot. Everybody is like every two months, maybe. In BC, they're good like that. They're professional. They got their shit online. But most people in the states <laughs> aren't quite that efficient. Silly Americans, silly Americans. <laughs> but yeah, um, then they'd be like, each one of this guy's grows are worth twenty thousand. So the six times a year, so they make it seem like dude makes one hundred and twenty thousand a year. They're like, oh, with that much money, and it's like they're not talking about how much money it that guy costs pours yeah, into it. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of expenses they kind of overlooked. I wish they would have, if they were going to start talking about money, they should have started talking about expenses. I think they overlooked that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, what was the other thing, man? There was one other weird, weird aspect to that movie. It's uh, been too long since I've seen, seen it. seen it? There's uh-huh. one other weird thing. I can't really, I can't really think of it right now. But um, it'll come back. I might come back to this later on in the show. Um, questions, the listeners. Did we have questions last? No, week? I think we're. Uh, well, we have the the one from the uh, the guy from Hawaii. Oh, we're we gonna uh, get back to him. Are these these are emails? Yeah. Okay. So we've been getting a lot more emails lately, and yeah, we did Puna Brown Bud. What's up, brother? Yeah. Yeah. What's happening, man? Aloha. Um, you actually hit us up uh, at the uh, end of our last show and wanted to hear more from us and wondering where we were at. And we were recording while, like right when we received your uh, email. Um, you're talking in your email, uh, the bottom part of it that didn't have to do with all that, you were talking about how you wanted to talk further about Roger Christie and the THC ministry. Um, at some point, and we do too. We've uh, spent some time talking about that. Uh, Roger Christie is the head of the THC ministry, um, and he has been growing and, right? Their group has been growing and selling weed out uh-huh. of their church, mm-hmm. and they've been kind of setting this up, right? That's how we feel. Mm-hmm. Kind of wanting to, you know, fight the government at some point and see if the religious freedom... Uh, 
really if they're really allowed religious freedom. You can um, you can listen to uh, us talking about that. It's in episode number twenty. Yep, episode twenty. You can go back at that if you need to. Um, and uh, we we will be talking about it more. It's a very interesting case. Uh, they basically have set up a small dispensary in their in their church, and they're Christians that believe that the anointing oil is weed, man, and that's it. So they think they have the right to smoke cannabis, to sell cannabis, to use it, um, and they want to see what the government says mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, it's a test case. It's a test case, and it's going to be a long case, and there's going to be a lot of dead periods in it, which is where we are right now. Um, I'm sure there'll be another hearing soon, and then there'll be a bunch of uh, there'll be a bunch of stuff out there again, and it'll flare up again, and then uh, it'll fizzle. But and then it'll you know for the next this will be. This case is going to be years. years. Yeah, yeah, years. Mm-hmm. So we would love to talk about it more, too. Um, and we'd love to learn more about it. And if, if when you're ready, Puna Brown Bud, send us your, uh, send us your emails. on. We'd love to hear your take. Um, the, the last part of your email here, you're talking about the situation in, um, in Hawaii. And you're saying that uh, we need to look at the laws in, in our 50th state. And, and I agree. I think we do. Um, I can't, I love Hawaii. Uh, I've spent a lot of time on the islands and I can't wait to get back there. And I would love to get back there someday with that as my goal to like, you know, kick it on the beach and snorkel early in the morning and then go around talking to people about pot in Hawaii. I think that'd be great. It sounds like a nice day. (laughs) Sounds like a way to spend some time. But, um, until then, uh, we will start looking more in Hawaii because it's a very interesting case. Um, and I think you are correct um, when you say that, um, Hawaii was the first state where the legislature actually enacted medical marijuana. And I believe, I believe that is correct. I believe so. Jamie would know. He would know for he sure. He would totally yeah. know. So he's the guy that has his facts straight. Yeah. He he's uh he's got his facts straight, but he's got a crooked back. Um not in that that sounded bad. Crooked back. It sounds like something you'd say about like Richard Nixon or something. <laughs> he's got a crooked back. <laughs> Richard Nixon, we need a sound we need a sound thing for Richard Nixon. <laughs> I'm I've got a crooked back. He does. He's such a pot hater too. Yeah. Dick. What a jerk. Dead um, dick. Dick. <laughs> um yeah, and you're saying um that uh, where, even though you were the first state that had the legislature pass medical cannabis, where are you today? Uh, why don't we have outlets, dispensaries here? I don't know. I don't know. I know that you either voted on it a couple times or no. I think it was actually a you considered uh, your legislature considered a bill that would have allowed dispensaries. Um, I think personally for Hawaii, you should have the most open, most liberal like. Um, uses of medical marijuana, meaning you should allow people from other states, from every, any other medical marijuana state to come with whatever and, you know, go to your dispensaries and buy weed and, you know. Make some money. Yeah, make some money. It would generate more tourism and it would uh, generate specifically cannabis tourism. I, I don't know. It just sounds like a sounds like an idea. Maybe someone should be working on that over there. I'm not sure. I don't know if they have a voter proposition thing like they do in California. I don't know either. I'm not that not that savvy on uh Hawaiian uh you know, government and stuff. It'd be uh interesting to I know that I know that a lot of I know that a lot of people used to go over there when they when they go to camp and they'd just become Hawaiian residents immediately and then they could camp for free. Huh. Back in the day. And then the other thing was you could, if you cast your fishing pole, 
you could sit there and camp anywhere. You could camp anywhere. As long as you're fishing. As long as you're fishing. <laughs> it's kind of fishy. That's awesome. <laughs> I know some people that would like that a lot. Yeah, and that, that's how it was back in the day, but I don't huh. know. I don't know if that's still how it is. Uh, and then your next question, why must a cannabis user have to either grow their own medicine or find a drug dealer for their meds? Oh, no, that's a problem. That's a, that's there, a real good question. There's a lot of states that that's the way that it is, that they're saying, yeah, you can have medical marijuana, but but we're not going to have dispensaries. You're going to have to grow your own, or you're going to have someone grow it for you, um, and that's the way it's going to be. They're not trying to set up a real retail sort of thing. And obviously, that's what the consumer wants, is you look at California, and it's thriving. You look at Colorado and it's thriving. It's starting to happen in Washington big time, you know, in Montana. Anywhere where they're sort of allowing the dispensaries, it's obvious that the regular consumer, that's what they would prefer. Mm-hmm. Not everyone wants to grow their own lettuce. No, yeah. It takes a lot of time and knowledge and money. It's just like anything. I mean, all commodities most people don't want to make on their own, you know? The majority of things you lo- use, you yep. don't make on your own. I don't grow my own wheat for flour. And that's just food. I mean, you know, even for food, for food, it's ridiculous. I mean, for everything, nuts, bolts, screws, paper, whatever, everything pretty much someone else makes for you. And why isn't pot like that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm not sure. I really haven't ever been able to make sense of it, but that's... uh, Most of these laws do not make sense. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of our medical laws in the country currently don't really make sense. They're just incremental steps towards like symbolism. It's like a symbolic sort of thing, and it does allow people to some degree to not get persecuted for using marijuana as much, but... Uh, it's not the end. We're still, you know, we're still moving forward. It's we still have a long way to go. And there's, as you're pointing out, obviously, you still have a long way to go in Hawaii. You finish up by saying, "I grow my own, have for well over 30 years now." But the majority of Honolulu residents have to look for dealers or experiment with grow tents in their high rises. That really sucks, man. <laughs> it really does because we could be so much further past that now. And um, Good quality cannabis could be available for everyone easily and at a better price, but it's not. Why? Because of prohibition. It sucks. Um, hopefully, changes happen soon in Hawaii. Hopefully, they keep happening everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we keep we keep fighting. We do every day, every day. A so, bunch of bunch of fighters are getting together. They are. Yeah, it's uh, it's happening. Um, everywhere you look, you know, it's starting to change. People are starting to wake up. The the inquiring minds understand that prohibition of marijuana is pointless. It's really actually probably detrimental for society. It is. Absolutely. It causes society more harm than it does good. It does. Um, but Puna Bud, thank you, bro. We really appreciate it. Mahalo. Thank you. Please send more emails. Let us know more about what you think about what's going on in Hawaii. Um, and uh, tell your friends about us over there. We'd love to get some some more listeners from Hawaii. Um Another other email that we're going to get today. Uh, Gentlemen, this is from Chris from Kentucky. Got a bunch of Kentucky people listening. Uh, Gentlemen, so listening to this week's podcast, in particular the Jim Gray thing, I'm surprised you guys buy into the whole treat weed like it's alcohol thing because, I mean, cannabis has distinct and measurable medical benefits while alcohol simply doesn't. I understand that to many prohibitionists, the... Weed isn't as bad as alcohol, and alcohol is legal argument does have value. But I figured you guys wouldn't like to 
like that approach, or is it more of a just a win the argument by whatever means necessary? Thanks, Chris. Do you remember the clip when we played it last week? It wasn't Jim Gray. It was Jim, or is that it was Judge? Is that who Judge Jim Gray? Oh uh, yeah, Judge Jim Gray. Yeah, yeah, and um, and you know, we we don't buy into the whole treat weed like it's alcohol thing. That's not exactly. Where we, I think we did say right on because we were, we, we, we did kind of gloss over it a little bit. We glossed over the deep parts about that because there are definitely problems with treating weed like alcohol. And as you're pointing out, one of them is, well, marijuana has distinct medical benefits. Alcohol does not. Some people uh, might say alcohol does. Like in the union last night, I was watching this one doctor and he was saying some people come home from a very, very stressful day at work and they say, I need to drink two drinks of alcohol mm-hmm. and that helps them relax. Is mm-hmm. that is that relief? Is that medicine or is that them seeking pleasure? Well, it's kind of your opinion. So alcohol may have some medical benefits, but marijuana has way more. Marijuana has, dude, it seems like it could help up to as many as like 200 different sorts of ailments and health problems. Simple, very simple medicine, very simple natural herb. Right. It's a plant. It's been around forever. It's helped people with a lot, a lot of things throughout history. Um, but treating alcohol exactly like, um, weed, it's, I, I, we don't really prescribe to that. Um, one thing we were talking about before is, uh, when weed starts to become more regulated, a lot of the politicians are starting to just say, well, they're starting to justify like high taxes and stuff on it based off of, well, because alcohol has such a high cost for society. Um, it's justified for marijuana too, because marijuana has as high of a cost for society. And, you know, that's just really not true. Um, over time we'll be able to see that, that there that 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 marijuana is nowhere near as costly um for society as alcohol is so uh we don't really prescribe to the whole thing however when we when we're looking at prohibition we're not even though i personally believe alcohol is very detrimental for society that people abuse it that it ruins people's lives that a lot of social issues occur because of uh, alcohol use i still don't think that it should be illegal um uh, so when someone talks about treating it like it's alcohol, I think what I'm agreeing with more is saying it may have some costs, but it's gonna it should be legal and it should be regulated and it should be you know people should have the choice to use it should be sold and and um, legally uh, produced. So that's kind of what I you know what I think we were agreeing with, not like actually treating weed you know exactly like alcohol so hopefully that clears up our stance a little bit on that i think jamie would have a little bit more to add there but uh you know that's that's kind of kind of where we're at thanks for the email though we do appreciate it we really appreciate it all right, so. All right, cool. So everybody keeps sending those emails. We really, really appreciate them. We we, we love to hear from you guys. Um, it's actually, you know, we want to talk about what you want to talk about. So the more you talk to us, the, the better the show's going to be. Uh, events. Yeah, we got uh, the normal conference coming up soon. Uh, yeah, not not this week. I guess it depends when you're listening to the show, but uh, the second weekend of September. September 9th through the 11th at mm-hmm. the historic landmark Governor Hotel in Portland, Oregon. Super awesome city. Never been. It's a good excuse to go, go hang out, smoke a lot of good herb, get educated, make some contacts. 
support normal, support pot. It's a good thing. Yeah. Portland. Portland. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts Cannabis Reform Coalition has their 21st annual Boston Freedom Rally. That's on Saturday, September 18th uh, at high noon on the Boston Common. So this is where uh, uh, Keith Straup and uh, another guy, I forget who it was, um, got arrested. Maybe last year, the year before, two years back for smoking pot. Really? Yeah, I think it was at the Boston Freedom Rally. Wow. So were they like speaking or? Yeah, I think they were like hanging out behind the booth or something. And uh, I don't remember the whole story, but this like kid cop came up and said, uh, you're busted. <laughs> you're busted. <laughs> and then hauled him off to jail. And then they, they like took up a bunch of the court's time and they like made a jury sit and, you know, sit for the trial and like made a big fiasco of it, I guess. And were they, did they end up being found guilty? I think they were found guilty. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I can't by imagine a jury yeah. of their peers. <laughs> they were guilty. I think when, they were even admittedly guilty. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, like yes, we were smoking, <laughs> but we still want to go to trial. <laughs> but we still want you to convict us of smoking pot in Boston. Um, you guys should. Everybody should check it out if you're in that area. Apparently, it's a really big deal. It's their 21st uh, annual event. Uh, two stages of music. Um, you can check out their site. Uh, .com, um normal.org for the normal event as well. Um, if you ever want an event mentioned, shoot us an email at info at .com. Let us know what it is, where it is, where the website is, what you know, everything we need to know, and we will mention your event. Um, 707 Cannabis College, uh, they announced their dates for their classes. Um, we did an interview like... I don't know. Five weeks ago? Like six weeks ago? A while ago with Kelly Dodds, the president of uh, um, 707 Campus College. It is a campus college opening in Garberville, California, um, which is in Humboldt County. So there's a lot of things to be learned there potentially if they really, really rock out this school. And uh, from talking to her, it seems like they're going to have a really good thing going on there. Um, they just announced their foundations course class, um, which is like kind of the first class, I guess, um, that you're supposed to attend with them. It's on September 11th and September 12th, which is a Saturday and a Sunday. And then they'll be having it again on uh, November 20th and November 21st, also Saturdays and Sundays. The one that I want to mention that I think is interesting, especially if anyone's listening from Humboldt, they are doing a uh, curing and storage workshop. Anyone from California, anyone from anyone that wants to come and check out uh, how the pros do it, um, I imagine that they're going to have some really good information on how to cure and s properly store your marijuana. And I know um, that it is very difficult to do properly. Uh, a lot of people screw it up. So, And they read about it and they ask about it, but they screw it up anyway. And to get some firsthand uh, knowledge on, on how to properly cure and store could, could be very helpful. So uh, check out their website, 707canvascollege.com. Uh, slash schedule if you want to look at their schedules. Um, and uh, yeah, check them out. Okay, we're moving on to California. What's going on in California? What? There's a lot of, there's always stuff going on in California. Always. It's the epicenter in Colorado. Prop, yeah. Prop 19, that's the big news. It's the big news. Prop 19 is what is going on in California. And six drug czars have been recently trying to uh, tell everyone why. Marijuana prohibition. Hold on, so stop for a second. Continue. Stop for a second. Yes. Do you hear the crickets? 
No. No, there should be, though. <laughs> right now? <laughs> what, what do you expect six ex-drug czars to say? Well, that's what they're going to do is they're coming. I mean, when are we going to have one of these guys go, you know what? I don't actually believe this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been arguing with people about this for 25 years, and every time I listen to you people, you make absolute sense. Why in the hell <laughs> is the prohibition of marijuana still in place? I wonder, I wonder where they get paid. How, how does it work? Do they like take an oath at some point? They're like, no matter what, I will always believe what you tell me I should believe. Or wait, I won't even believe it. I'll just say it. Yeah, they just say it. They just say it. I mean, I can't imagine that they, they actually believe it in their... I, yeah, I can't imagine they've actually worked in the biz, so to speak, for such a long time and actually believe the shit they're talking about. Yeah. So uh, the point of the story is they cannot do it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the end. Six drug czars continue to tell you a bunch of BS. Hey, there's been some violence going on in... Uh, California lately, right? Uh, that's what I understand. Yeah, um, like I guess there's always violence associated with uh, America, illegal things, anything really. There's just violence in America, but uh, yeah, there's been like seven, seven killings in the last and five. But that predictable. This is from um, the Press Democrat. Five, yeah. Uh, but that predictable pattern has been shattered this summer. The predictable pattern where authorities would swoop <laughs> in to destroy a crop only to find that growers had faded into the wilderness. That predictable pattern had been shattered this summer in violent confrontations that have left five suspected marijuana growers dead in four northern California counties in the past seven weeks. Yep. So they swoop in. These people are standing there with guns. Is that what's going on? Yeah. We talked about one of these cases a few weeks back. Right. And those dudes uh, basically did not run. Well, and I mean, we don't know what really happens on the ground. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I was quick to jump to a conclusion there. And that was just what the cops said would happen. Who knows what actually happened? I mean, we don't know if, if uh, you know, as far as we, we really don't know exactly what happens on the ground when the cops swoop in on these grows. But the story talks a lot about uh, Mexican Mexican drug cartels and um, on federal land uh, they do do a decent amount of uh, they do a decent amount of cropping out. Um, <laughs> in uh, um, we got to remember that that's good cropping out cropping out. <laughs> um, they do a lot of cropping out out in the federal on federal land and in forests and stuff and and uh, we really don't I really don't think it's good to be doing that destroying land that's supposed to be protected for uh huge pot grows and um so there've been some there've been some issues um violence yeah violence around pot you know what that's prohibition man it is it has nothing to do with the herb no it's not like hey this this leaf it brings guns it's, this leaf will draw guns and bullets and blood it, the plant does not have an energy like that it's prohibition that causes these problems the fact that marijuana is the prices of marijuana are arbitrarily high because it's illegal and the profit margins huge and um as long as there's a big black market for marijuana like that there's going to be a lot of violence around it uh, not a lot even not i wouldn't see that was a that was a slip up really from the from the rhetoric that you hear because there's not a lot of violence around marijuana 99.999 percent of marijuana of the the marijuana economy is peaceful 
I mean, I don't, I don't know any violent people. Yeah. By and large, I would agree with you. I mean, it's, it's mostly a peaceful thing. Um, but there still is, um, an element of, uh, of, of danger and violence involved with it. And, uh, we're seeing that this, this year with the, with, uh, several deaths in California related to pot busts. So, uh, that's crappy news. There's some good news out of California though. What do we got? We got, um, the national black police association, um, out of, are they out of California? They maybe are not. No, this is the oh, national is. black. Yeah. Yeah. Says, wow. That's probably huge. said in California though. Probably mm-hmm. Occurred in California. Yeah. So they this have is national news. They have endorsed. Well, it's about prop 19 though. So it is. Oh, that's right. Yes. They're yes. endorsing prop 19. Right. So let's play this clip here. <laughs> of all the groups in favor of legalizing pot, this is one that you may not expect. The national black police association is backing California's proposal to legalize marijuana. And Neil Franklin is the executive director of law enforcement against prohibition who is joining us now, sir. I appreciate your time. I just want to get in simplest of terms. What is your argument for making marijuana legal? Well, our argument for making marijuana legal from the law enforcement, uh, uh, law enforcement officers uh, is primarily violence in this country. Um, the cartel are now in over 230 cities in our country. Uh, with that comes violence. We have our neighborhood gangs. With that comes violence. And it's all attributed to prohibition of drugs in this country. And in order to eliminate that violence and harm, we have to eliminate our war on drugs. And, and, while, this conversation, and while this conversation over marijuana and the potential legalization of it continues and has been going for quite a while now, a new poll done by the Sacramento Bee in California shows that 51% of people in that state believe marijuana should be legalized, but fewer support Prop 19, just 47%. So I guess the question is, when it comes down to it, does this stand a chance? Well, absolutely. I believe it does stand a chance. You see, because 74%, roughly around uh, three out of four Americans already believe that our current drug policies have failed and have failed dramatically. And if that's the case, then we should be having a serious conversation in our nation's capital. We should be having these conversations, these discussions about a new direction in every state capital. Uh, Americans are beginning to realize that we have to make this move, that we have to move in a new direction. And when you look at Mexico and the 28,000 plus that have been murdered since 2006 sure. by the cartel, when you look at that, it's it's only a matter of time before we have serious violent crime displacement. And you see it now in, the Ari- in, in Arizona. Yeah. That recent shooting down there was not the result of undocumented workers. It, it was dealing with uh, the uh, marijuana trade, illegal marijuana Understood. trade coming across that border. Neil Absolutely. Franklin, and we appreciate your time. Neil Franklin, the executive director of law enforcement against prohibition. Thanks for visiting with us live on MSNBC. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Wow, that was a cool sound. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> that was a great sound. Boom! It's ready. We should rip that. Yeah, we need we need more sound effects. You should send in your sound effects. <laughs> Got some? Send them in. Um, uh, yeah. So that's cool. They yeah. More support. It's starting to come down the pipeline. It, now. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it surprised me that uh, I guess that it was the NAACP also supported Prop 19. So it's it's these national black organizations that are supporting this so far yeah yeah or was it the naacp or was the california naacp so it was the state chapter the naacp it wasn't the whole national naacp i don't remember
remember. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay. Um, anyway, it's cool to see. It's good to see um, organizations coming out in support of Prop 19. Um, it's going to be a coin flip. I can't really <laughs> tell how it's going to turn out. So <laughs> the, <laughs> when was the last time you did some homework on pot? On pot? Yeah, what pot homework. You ever uh, write a paper on pot? Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I, I did in college a couple did times. A speech and a paper a couple times. Yeah, definitely. This is the what? This is the one in this is the Nevada slash California story. Yeah, right. This guy uh, over in Tahoe area, Sacramento dude. Yeah, got got busted in Tahoe selling weed to an informant. Bummer. What's an informant? Uh, okay, so you know it's not an undercover. It's like someone who's just going to narc on you to a cop, right? Right. So people sell weed in in casino parking lots is that where he was caught i think so man really <laughs> yeah and um i've i've never i've never been approached for marijuana inside of a casino before I, mean, I, I guess if you're you know you fly into wherever you're fly, into reno and you want to score some herb i think that he sold it to the guy so okay well whatever weren't this dude <laughs> so he sold marijuana to a police informant in a casino He's, parking yeah, lot. Yeah, he sold it to the informant, so he was selling it in the parking lot. Hmm. Or maybe, maybe there's more to that. There's got to be more to that. That just sounds. I've never. I mean, I've never. You know, nuggets in the parking lot, <laughs> ice cold nuggets. Never had that happen before. Yeah. As I'm walking. I mean, you can't even smoke weed in the in the casino. Uh, it doesn't. But I guess it happens. Obviously, this dude. Has to write a report. <laughs> Sentenced by the judge to write a report on why medical marijuana is bad. Huh. Wow. He's 90 <laughs> days to complete this what, task. What, what if he's unable to write a report on why medical marijuana is bad? I don't know. The judge is saying like, hey, I know it was a gateway drug because it was a gateway drug for me. He admit The judge like admitted this. Thing. Oh, really? So it says right here, huh. Gamble gave... Palazzalo, 90 days to complete the paper discussing his self-admitted realization that marijuana was a gateway drug that huh. led him to use more powerful narcotics. Interesting. So, wait, the judge admitted it was a yes. gateway drug? Are you sure about that? Are you reading Gamble right? gave Palazzo 90 days to complete the paper discussing his, his self-admitted... Pa pa Palazzalo's self-admitted so realization. To, so that's what he uh -huh. admitted then. Apparently during. in court he admitted that he realized... That pot was a gateway drug. It's <laughs> a gateway drug. Can we get a copy of this paper? I bet it's. I bet it'll be in the public record. Wow. <laughs> so, since when is that something you can sentence people for? Like, okay, man, you you get to write me a paper. I think if you're a judge, you get you get a lot of uh, leniency on what you're allowed to do. No shit. You yeah. can tell people to write political yep. papers, political position papers. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> wow, dude. I got a degree in political science. I hope if I ever get busted in Nevada, that's what happens. I really do. Like, yeah. hey, Mr. Green, we really would like to hear your political stance on why medical marijuana is bad. Oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> I'll have that right to you. <laughs> How many pages? Exactly. Oh, my God. Wow. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to find out if this is a true story. <laughs> <laughs> and if it is, we'll find the paper someday. But. So we were, we were talking earlier in the show about the Facebook, the big Facebook, Oh, the big don't, Facebook don't in the sky. Don't mess with my face, man. <laughs> 
Yeah. They, they do do some weird things they from do. time to time. Private their their privacy rights stuff has been weird off and yeah, on. Yeah, that's people, probably the biggest biggest complaint. Yeah. about it a lot. Um, but this thing's kind of weird. Um, they're censoring a, a marijuana legalization ad. Um, uh-huh. And um, from from just say now. From just say now, which is weird because they allow groups. Obviously, we're on Facebook. Uh-huh. We have a page. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, can- a a picture of a pot leaf on our. You, you look at us. That's what you see. It's true. Um, it's not even a leaf. It's a flower. It's a big bud. Top. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Um, and uh, um, so and then they even have a game available on Facebook called Pot Farm. Huh. Is yeah. it like Farmville? But I don't know, dude. Pot? I haven't played it. I just found out this week. <laughs> somebody on Facebook was talking about Interesting. it. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, for the first time heard about it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. I just don't like adding shit to my face, man. <laughs> <laughs> Things just go awry. So yeah, what's going on? What happened then um, with, the, with the ban? So they, they, stopped, uh, they stopped showing it? Um, it's, they're saying that, um, they've been banned for its use of the pot leaf image. Um, and they've, despite the ad running more than 38 million times, Facebook flip-flopped and started censoring our ads and our political speech. Uh Uh-huh. Um, how did they, how exactly did they, did they, um, censor it though? Cause I heard a lot of people complaining about this just yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when it all went down. Um, they censored it by taking the, taking the ads off that, so it wasn't just just their fit their you know Facebook page that they they didn't I think they still have their Facebook page they're trying to buy ads advertisements through the Facebook network on Facebook on Facebook and Facebook wouldn't stop displaying their ads but they were letting them do it at first yeah apparently 38 million times oh awesome <laughs> <laughs> that only 38 million times yeah just a couple you know just slipped through the cracks oh not bad. You know, I wonder how how many how long it takes for Facebook to show thirty eight million ads. Probably not that long. Pretty quick. There's <laughs> lots of people yeah, using totally. it. Totally. I wonder if you know. I wonder how it was placed. You know, uh, that would be interesting to hear from from these people that are trying to do that. We should try and get a hold of some of these just say now people. Well, see. now I've noticed that running uh, on several sites there are tell Facebook to stop censoring marijuana ads. I see that. I've seen that on several of our stories today that we've yeah. been looking at uh-huh. down on the bottom. Tell them to stop. And yeah, I signed a um, petition yesterday. And in fact, I, I changed our cannabis agenda logo to the, the tell Facebook to stop censoring marijuana image today. Uh, in, in support. We're supporting these guys. Quit messing with my face, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you should, if you, um, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and share the message, uh, in, let your friends know that Facebook is censoring marijuana. Yep, and we'll start a big uh, chain uh, status update here soon. <laughs> and everyone will paste it to their status. All, all the stoners will paste it to their status. Yay. Nah, they won't, though. There's a lot of people on Facebook that use cannabis but will not publicly support it. Yeah, well, they got their family on there and shit. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. You should stand up, dude. Come on, because it's the right Get thing up, to do. Stand up. It's the right thing to do eventually. Dude, I got to tell my mom that, that I do the show. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going to work out? I don't know. Well, I mean, what do you mean? I'm 30 years old. It's gonna just going to tell my mom. You should. I am going to. We just haven't, just haven't gotten around <laughs> to it, man. It's like going to, going to Burning Man. Uh, that's different. <laughs> that's totally different. Yeah. The, the show things just, uh, uh, we just haven't talked about it, you know? And, um, 
mostly I, just because I don't know. I, I hope that none of none of these sorts of things ever backlash against like against you know my them in any way hurt their career or anything. I kind of doubt it. Kind of, I can't imagine. Couldn't imagine that sort of stuff. But I have heard you're a grown man. Grown man. yeah i don't really get advised by them on how to go about my business anymore and here i am talking about pod on the radio it's great love it wish jamie was here yeah me too (laughs) missing you jamie man we did this we're guys we're doing this show really late tonight um the latest we've ever done a show it is it's almost nine o'clock here on the west coast which is way past matt's bedtime yeah it really is i'm gonna go to bed early i'm a little baby (laughs) yeah so oh what do we got here what do we got going on you got a you got a clip yeah we're gonna play this it's a um it's a six and a half minutes but it's rob campia from the marijuana policy project uh and he's on the fox freedom watch with judge uh i think andrew napolitano i think it's andrew napolitano and uh they're him hon back and forth they're not him hon they're in agreement but uh, this lady comes on, and they're they're all him hong him hon with her. So there's going to be some debate. Yeah. Is so she, she any good? Have you heard it? She's hot. She's hot. <laughs> but no, I listened to a, like a minute and a half of it, and uh, as soon as she started talking, I got annoyed and turned it off. So uh, we might that might just happen here. But so we're, we're going to listen to this. With you guys <laughs> we're going to see how time. it goes. Hmm, maybe. There have been subtle changes in America's drug laws in recent years, but users are still still subject to arrest, and dealers and drug mules still face stiff mandatory sentences for some offenses. Rob Campia is executive director of the Marijuana Policy Project, updating us on the conflict between pot and the law. Still with us, my colleague and host of Stossel, John Stossel, also with us, conservative commentator and author of the book Losing Our Religion, S.E. Cup. Rob, are you more optimistic than ever that the government will soon learn that prohibition was a failure, that people ought to be able to put into their own bodies whatever they want in the privacy of their own homes, and that taxpayer dollars and police force should be used against real crime and real criminals? Now, that's the way to ask a question, that, by the way. Uh, I, can, can I ask, uh, like, in the next presidential debate, like, ask Barack <laughs> Obama that exact question? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm absolutely optimistic. I mean, public opinion polling has never been higher in support of ending marijuana prohibition. 44% of the American people actually support legalizing marijuana right now. Uh, that's more than it was in the 1960s and the 1970s. And in fact, that's the highest uh, level of support uh, than anywhere else in the world. If that... uh, 14 states have legalized the medical use of marijuana. Medical marijuana is going to become legal in Washington, D.C., locally this week after 12 years of fighting. And uh, we're going to see a whole slew of additional states either decriminalizing marijuana or legalizing medical marijuana in Got the next it, Rob, couple years. Thank you. S.E., if, if the number of people that want marijuana legalized goes above 50%, right. would you then concede that it ought to be made legal? Or should the government still tell people what to put in their bodies no matter how many Let people want to use this substance? Right. I mean, I'm not swayed by public opinion. Oh. I, you know, I don't believe that you legalize bad behavior because you're too lazy to defend good behavior. Lazy. And I honestly, I feel like I'm the only one at this table not smoking marijuana. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 
Yes, frankly, well, nobody's <laughs> nobody's smoking marijuana here, no, and no one here is saying they have smoked frankly, it. it. We're talking about make you we're talking about. Hang on, hang on. Seriously, that's her best argument. Is you, you guys mellow, are high? <laughs> it's just making you guys all mellow. You, you guys must be high. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she starts her argument with. This. Oh my god! I'm the only one not smoking pot. Easy and stupid, but and when you get behind the wheel of a car, oh, it makes you dangerous. No one is suggesting. I don't think John isn't suggesting, Rob isn't suggesting, I'm not suggesting you should be able to be lazy and stupid and dangerous because you have a drug in you and get behind the wheel of a car right. any more than you can be drunk with alcohol and get behind the wheel of a car. Right. But if you drink in your home to oblivion and don't harm anyone, that's not a crime. What's wrong with smoking marijuana in your home and not harming anyone? Well, for one, we don't all just stay in our homes. I mean, we, we, we leave our homes. We She's totally dodging the question. Yeah. We go to the supermarket. We get in. A, we get in cars, and when we're impaired, we tend to um, treat our, our laws with a little less rigidity. And two, I mean, if the argument is that well, we already engage in all of this bad behavior, let's throw another one on the pile. I'm sorry. When, who said this is bad behavior? I wonder if she gets fucking hammered after she leaves the show. Probably acts like a slut. <laughs> no, that's mean. That's kind of mean. That's Very not mean. inspiring to me. That who, doesn't persuade me. Who would persuade her, John Stossel? <laughs> who is the government to tell us how to live our lives? Well, I don't know that I can persuade her. I, I, to me, I agree with you. Who is the government to tell me I can how I can live my life until I get in that car and hurt someone? I mean, do you want to ban alcohol? No, absolutely not. But well, alcohol is more harmful to the body and causes more injury than marijuana First does. First of all, let's not pretend that marijuana is not harmful. It contains 400 chemicals. It's five joints a week are worse than smoking a pack, are, are the same as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Let's what? No. Where did you get that information? Yeah, source that, please. please. Probably from the uh, Partnership for Drug-Free America. That's not, that's not accurate. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, not that's the not true. It's like aspirin. But the bottom line is, if your only argument is, you already engage in bad behavior, let's engage in another. Hey, Rob. That's not convincing well, to why, why hasn't the public learned, why hasn't the government learned that prohibition is a failure, an absolute and utter failure, and the people will ultimately put in their bodies what they want to put in their bodies no matter what the government tells them i don't know i mean it seems pretty obvious to me i mean marijuana was made illegal 73 years ago so marijuana prohibition is a very large government program that has actually failed to accomplish its goal which is actually keep people from using marijuana it costs billions and billions of dollars every year uh, we've arrested more than 850,000 people every year in the united states for marijuana that's like arresting every single person in the state of montana every year uh, so this is a government program that uh, has never worked, it is not working, and it would seem like conservatives would say, let's get rid of this government program and let's regulate marijuana like alcohol. Should be, because, thank you, because you're a conservative yes. politically, should this be up to the states? Should you be able to vote with your feet, as Ronald Reagan once said? Should it be legal in New Jersey and Oregon, but, but perhaps illegal uh, in Texas and in Missouri? Yes, as a conservative, the answer to that question for me is always, Yes, but but I'm sorry. The the facts are are there. Sweden, for example, one of the strictest drug laws in all of the world, and they have the lowest drug 
use. Alaska experimented with legalizing marijuana in the 70s, and the use of marijuana among youths doubled in, in the course of a year, you, and so they recriminalized Were you it. surprised when Governor Sarah Palin said she's not in favor of legalization, she just wishes the police wouldn't enforce the marijuana laws? Right, I mean, that, that did not make she a really lot of sense. That? She said that right here on this set, John, because as well, a governor a of, of a state where there is prevalent marijuana use, she's aware of the waste of resources in trying to get people to curb their personal private behavior. So then legalize it. But I, when you say, how, how are you going to convince the government, we can't even convince this young woman who seems pretty smart. <laughs> All right, but you'd go along with it if we could convince 50 separate state governments. So the feds should oh, be sure, out of this you business. Can, I, I'm for people voting their interests, absolutely. But the, the bottom line is the pot lobby is very confused. They don't know whether to treat marijuana as a vice and tax it or as a drug and regulate it. Got it. it. Uh, Rob, you got 15 seconds on the last word. Mm. Uh, we're not confused. I mean, it's pretty clear that uh, marijuana would be better to actually regulate and tax rather than to keep it in the hands of drug dealers where it's untaxed and unsafe. And let's, let's not joke around here. Marijuana is clearly safer than alcohol. So if we're going to regulate and tax alcohol in our society, we should surely do the same with marijuana. Rob Campia, SC Cop, John Stossel, thanks very much for joining us. All right. Huh. She's a pot prohibitionist. She's a hardcore pot prohibitionist. Although I was surprised to hear her say that if the you know states, states. decided otherwise, yeah. Well, she's sticking to her principles. Well, I, I get that, but that's hard for that's hard for for people to do on the media nowadays. Sure, um, it, it, she totally dodged the question um, about private use use in your own home, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I just don't. The thing here is, her whole stance would have made sense to me if she said yes on the alcohol prohibition thing. That's where I don't understand the prohibitionist. Now, and I don't try. I, I honestly don't spend a lot of time trying to understand the pro, the, the full-on prohibitionist, um, because it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's not the biggest part. You know, like a, a true prohibitionist, someone that thinks that alcohol, weed, everything should be legal. You know. Um, I don't, her, she's just a, just a pot prohibitionist. She thinks alcohol is fine. I don't understand where you can look at those two and even, even come close to saying, well, alcohol is okay being legal, but weed's not. Mm -hmm. I just, I just, if you, I mean, if you're paying attention, if you've been around it, if you've had any experience with either one of them. It's pretty simple to see for me which one is socially safer and physically safer for you too. Absolutely. So the the distinction there just I at that point and I'm lost. Hint, it's not alcohol. What? Which one is safer? Oh yeah, no, definitely not. Weed's way safer. I've never I've never even I mean it's it's never for me I've known that since I was 15 years old. Um that 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 weed was safer than alcohol. And you know, uh, my mom used to always tell me, but it's illegal. It's illegal, but it's illegal. You just shouldn't do it because it's illegal. And it's like, well, what if it's the more rational thing to do than to drink a shitload? What if relaxing with marijuana is a more rational choice, which I believe it is, regardless of whether it's legal or not. Like, that's the right thing to do. You should do what's best for your life, but it, it's illegal. And this is the debate that continues to go on. We watch booze just destroy shit, and people keep getting messed with for smoking weed. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I still, I still just get lost in the, 
the pot prohibitionist and then the, but is, are okay with, with alcohol. And it's, it's a, I mean, that's who we're trying to convince, right? We're trying to, con- I mean, we're trying to convince people like her. And she's saying, well, what you're, you're saying that, you know, well, you're already doing something bad. So why are you going to do something else that's bad? Are you doing, that's like you're getting drunk and smoking weed at the same time. And I don't even think she's saying at the same time. <laughs> I think she's just saying, well, why, why does she equate, marijuana with bad yeah and how can you and with just glossing over it um and then she gets into that like five joints a week is like smoking a pack a day because there's 400 chemicals but it's totally different the way that they're grown the chemicals that are in them that the movie last night was talking about that the union um and it went into it a little bit um how the chemicals are different from tobacco and uh a lot of uh a lot of a lot of pot in California has grown fairly good, you know. Um, it's not like smoking, like, you know, corporate nicotine that's passed out R.J. Reynolds style and stuff. Totally different. Yeah, thing. for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't I, I I don't think that those stats are very accurate. I think she... She needs to check her facts. Yeah, that wasn't right. She should uh, she should check into that. Uh, what, we got, what else we got here, man? So, uh... This um I don't know how you pronounce your last name. Ayoit. Ayoit. Ayat. This uh Kelly Ayat, she's uh she is the state's she is New Hampshire's leading Republican contender for Senate. And we, there is a clip here, but I listened to it earlier and uh, she's talking over someone who's speaking like on a stage or something and it's a little hard to understand. Republican. Huh? Yeah, she's a Republican uh, candidate. And um, a medical patient who looked um, looked like he was also a, a veteran, yeah, a disabled Navy veteran, uh, um, uh, voter, uh, I, I presume, came up to her and was asking her about uh, medical marijuana and um, if she would say that he was a criminal for using it. And she, uh, you should check out the clip yourself, but she totally glosses over it. Because did look that seemed like she was saying it because uh, she didn't think he was a criminal, or because she did think he was a criminal. Well, you could tell that she didn't want to say that he was a criminal, right? Because she would have just said, "Yeah, you're a criminal." Uh huh. Exactly. I mean, right? She, yeah, she's him and Han. You know, yeah, trying to figure out because what do you say? You know, there's no rational. You, you can't just you know you, you, you're being inhumane if you tell a person who's in pain that they can't use what fixes their pain, you know? Right. Right. Um, a lot of people, that that's the thing. And why, how come, so marijuana can obviously be used to like, to, to help your pain. And it can also be used to like seek pleasure, you know? Mm-hmm. So can alcohol. Yeah. And, and in some ways they're one and the same. Kind of right, but they're but they're like when you're in pain and you're just trying to feel better, sure, it's not like right now I feel okay, mm-hmm. so I could try to make myself feel better, you know, yeah, but if I was feeling like I was two weeks ago, I'd just be like wanting to feel a little bit better, I'd be trying to relieve pain, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so they're kind of different at times, um alcohol is all you know is mostly to get pleasure. And marijuana is heavily for a lot of people, even who do use rec- recreation, like I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I also use it medicinally. 
a lot often. That's because it's useful for so many things. Mm -hmm. And um, they're just not giving us the right to self-medicate. The movie last night was pointed out because the pharmaceutical companies want to claim that they can fix everything with some sort of... uh, uh, patented product. Oh yeah, twenty bucks a pill for sure. The most profitable profitable business in the United States, um, which is very very interesting. Um, and uh, people just want to gloss over this all the time. But when they get confronted with it, when someone gets confronted with it like that by a sick person that claims I use marijuana because it makes me feel good, feel better, um, they they don't know what to say. You know, you're right, because mm-hmm. it's inhumane for them to just be like, oh, you're cr- to call the guy a criminal. So crazy news out of Canada once again. <laughs> Those Canadians <laughs> never fail. They crop out. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on up there? Someone was cropping out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in the process of cropping out, <laughs> they were uh, training. Well, they weren't training them. They had black bears living in their area, and they fed them to keep them purposefully around their garden. Get out. Yep. Like 12 of them or something, dude. Wait. (laughs) 13 on the premise near a big pot farm that had like 2,300 plants going. That sounds really dangerous. Um, It would be, except they became totally docile because they were fed all the time and they expected uh-huh. food. So uh-huh. they just hung out as long as you didn't fuck with them and huh. you didn't mess with you. And gave them food so, once in a while. So, yeah, so apparently when the cops showed up, they were, the cops were like, oh, that was really easy. We thought it was going to be an issue. So they but just gave them some food, huh? They just fed them and uh, <laughs> took the pot. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't look like things are going to work out so good for whoever it was. Hey, that's some <laughs> bizarre shit. That's a prohibition story right there. Why the heck? These plants are worth so much money because of prohibition that someone decided to try to have 13 bears protect their shit that's pretty crazy man <laughs> I, I i've heard a lot of stories but no, that's pretty crazy <laughs> my brother told me about this one we missed it too it, it happened um i believe this was at the beginning of august yeah so um the, the beginning when this first came out was earlier on in august so we're a couple weeks late on this story but i, I don't think that matters <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. What, where, where do, what, what other type of plant have you heard of that people try to protect with bears? Is it, is it, that's a, that's a cannabis story. I mean, no one's protecting their corn with bears uh-uh. or their lettuce. Lettuce. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm trying to think here. I can't think of Are there any, bears no? in Afghanistan? Nope. Do they protect opium with bears? With bears? <laughs> no, just machine guns. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a crazy story, but um, it's uh, it's 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 real. Uh, there's a picture on this. If you, it's a Huffington Post story. So if you log on, you're going to see a picture of a cop standing in front of three bears. Is this real? This didn't come from the Onion. No, this is Huffington Post. Uh huh. This is real. This is real stuff, dude. If it's not real, then the Huffington Post is real. Right? <laughs> oh, it's always, yeah, it's absolutely true. Uh, Everything well, on the Huffington Post is absolutely true. Well, I would think this one, I would think this this one's got, uh, it's alongside Christina Lake in southeastern Canada. Come on, man. I mean, fed them dog food, huh? Story out of the Toronto Star originally. That's where the quotes came from. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. They were feeding them dog food. Just hmm. to keep them around, and it kept, but that's a lot of bears to be hanging out in that small of an area. What do you guys think? You think this is possible? You think it's possible? You think this is a fake story? 
We've been getting a lot of fake stories, at least recently. <laughs> we need to check our facts, dude. <laughs> I guess so. This, one, this is what happens when Jamie's not around. <laughs> Jamie's not around. He's like, no, wait a minute. He'd be like, no, wait a minute. That How does that ha- happen? <laughs> but I sent him an email to this one forever. I emailed this story to him like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Because so, this is, I mean, if this is real, which I'm assuming it is real. I'm assuming this is real. Um that's weird. Man. That's all. Yeah, that's crazy. That's some hippie shit. Thirteen bakers, dozen of bears. <laughs> got a bunch of bears protecting their stuff. All right. I got some from the what de- what the fuck department news. What do you got? Uh, from Michigan, um, from Lansing, Michigan. There's a bill that would ban medical marijuana clubs. Republican Rick Jones, a Grand Ledge Republican, said Thursday that he is introducing legislation in the House to ban marijuana clubs because users shouldn't be encouraged to drive. That's the reason? Do you hear that? Yeah. He wants to ban marijuana clubs because users shouldn't be encouraged to drive. He said it's a safety risk and that people authorized to use medical marijuana marijuana for medical purposes should do so at home. Okay. Well, then they should just do it at home and not allow them to, to use marijuana on the premise. The bill would punish violators with up to 90 days in jail. Wait a minute. Throw patients in jail for... And you're comparing marijuana to, man, what about alcohol? It's everywhere. What does he mean, marijuana clubs? Does he mean like places? Yeah, so not even places where people are necessarily smoking. Well, that's what I was just saying at the beginning is if they're talking about dispensaries, so if they don't want people to ingest it on premise, then don't have them ingest it. Yeah. I mean, they can then buy their stuff and then basically they have to go somewhere else. This is ridiculous. Well, I mean, first of all, I don't think it's... I don't think it's necessarily fair at all because I think there should be places where people should be able to smoke cannabis. I mean, I think that there should be plenty of places where you can don't go. Don't go too far, man. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. <laughs> am, I, am I talking crazy here? There's people out there that are like, no, really? Will we ever? Well, man, I, I, like, I go to this place in, in Berkeley, uh, Berkeley Patients Group. And I sit in there, and they're, dude, there, there, there are people in there that are like dying, and um, and there's people that are that just use marijuana to improve their life, and they all sit in this this area, and everyone's smoking, and and it's a it's a gathering, man. And people are laughing and happy and smiling, and and uh, it's a really good really good thing for people to have a place where they can legally use cannabis. Um, should they be jumping right in their cars and driving home? No. Hopefully that's not what's going on. But uh, just in this way, this is one of the ways where I think cannabis should be treated like alcohol. And I think that there should be places where you can legally go and smoke cannabis. So um, I don't I don't know. I don't this whole driving thing they're jumping on right now everywhere. It's, you know, no, we need to stop cannabis because of it's going to be bad for driving. It's going to make public safety worse because of driving. I'm not buying it. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't really either. Most of the scientific research points to the cannabis really. I mean, first of all, I don't want to advocate for, for driving and smoking. But uh, most of the research points to cannabis not affecting your Motor drive skills. Is uh-huh. in any way close to how alcohol does. And mm-hmm. in fact, they say it kind of works better. Um, it Dude, I'll tell you what, back, back in college, there's, there's only one way I would ever score like a perfect score in Mario Kart 64. And that was really, really high. 
Nice. You can be in the zone. You get in the zone and you can just race that car. Because of, yeah. Yeah. Right. I swear. <laughs> I swear. That's, that's where you learn the skills. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, keep it to the video games. Get real stoned and drive on a vid- on the Wii or something. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. You know? That's good advice. That's the way to go. Um, got some some Colorado, some Rocky Mountain High stuff. Yeah. Uh, city council won't won't put dispensary ban um, to a November vote. Uh, Colorado Springs voters will not get the chance to decide the fate of the 176 uh, dispensaries and grow operations in the city this November, but they may still have a shot in April. So, so does that mean they're leaving it up to the city council to decide? Well, the city, no, this um, apparently they were going to put this. They were going to put a, a local. It's called. Um, an initiative, not a voter initiative for a co- just specifically for Colorado Springs voters, okay. uh-huh. and it would have um banned dispensaries and grow operations um in the area, but they're not going to be able to get it on the ballot. And it oh, looks like the city council to do that in Colorado, it has to go through the city council. But the council has to approve it to yeah, be on the ballot. Uh huh. And or um huh. or they can put things on the ballot potentially mm-hmm. in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's not going to be on there. But they're having another election in April, so they might be getting it in April. Interesting. But they're going to put it to the vote there, and it is uh, Colorado Springs is significantly more conservative than um, than Denver. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine that they're considering this because the polling numbers will probably be pretty close. Mm-hmm. If they do vote to ban dispensaries, I mean, can they do that? I guess they can. Well, that's what I was wondering. I, I, I get you got to talk to a lawyer to really know, but in California, you, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's a question for the courts right now, but they're saying, no, you can't ban dispensaries because it's a constitutional thing. A in, local government, you know, if a in city California. in California, right. Sure. And it's also, a, I mean, it's a statewide legal thing in, in Colorado. Yeah, it's, it's also, it was done by voter proposition, and I think they amended, yeah, I think there, it's a constitutional amendment. In Colorado. In Colorado, yeah. And they've regulated the shit out of it in Colorado on mm-hmm. many different levels. Um, but they also, in Colorado, it appears and I, I, that they have local voter initiatives. I, know, I think they have that in Michigan, too. Mm-hmm. In California, I don't think we have that. Yeah, we have city-wide. ones that are relating to, like, bonds and uh-huh. stuff like that. Uh-huh. But we don't have them over, like, things like this, where hmm. it's, a, you know, some sort of issue like this. It doesn't seem like. I don't, I don't recollect any of that sort in California. So that's a whole other political beast that I'm not really used to. Mm-hmm. And how that fits into the whole state, you know, marijuana scene and and how the 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 state courts will see that uh, i have no idea so that that'll be very interesting to see as they move forward with that how that works out if it if indeed they do vote to ban um pot businesses in uh colorado springs looks like um speaking of pot businesses it looks like boulder county is uh tentatively supporting a pot farm Another warehouse, huh? Warehouses. Warehouses. Yes, it looks like it's a, a um, multi-use, large, large-scale, intensive agricultural property, and it's got like a commercial feed yard. It's a, a, a fairly big farm, it looks like, and they want to use five existing agricultural buildings for 
um, growing and processing marijuana indoors. Can I ask a question? What's up? Don't they get more light in, uh, you know, like that area of Colorado, more sunlight, more sunny days out of the year than uh, Southern California? They get as many. As many. Yeah. It's it, Why are they growing all this pot inside there? I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the reason why either. I don't understand. I mean, because we're still used to an economy where it's illegal, kind of. So that's the norm. But I guess inside there, they could probably grow it throughout the winter. And it's those are rough winters, right? So they could yeah, produce weed absolutely. all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, one that's of necessary. Still, it's still necessary because mm-hmm. there's not enough people growing it outdoors in greenhouses. And, and, and there may always be some need for indoor weed, you know? It's yeah, possible. I'm not saying there's not, and I'm not saying do away with it completely, but... Why aren't they growing outdoors, too? Yeah. I mean, why don't they set up huge greenhouses and grow outdoors if they're applying for it? I mean, it seems to make sense there. Uh, I wonder if the... El- ha- anyone want to specifically have elevation affects it for growing outdoors? Is it... Can you grow fairly successfully at six, 7,000 feet? Yeah, sure. Well, they got all those strains from, you know, like Nepal and stuff. Um, I think it's the... I think it's the sativas that do better at higher altitudes. Oh, okay. I could be wrong about that. I, we should check those facts. But there are definitely strains that do better at altitude than uh, others do. So you can definitely you could definitely farm outdoors there mm-hmm. with certain types yeah, of Yeah, I think cannabis. so. Mm-hmm. That would be... I mean, it just makes sense. I don't understand why it's all indoor. Um, and the majority of these businesses that are starting out are all about starting out indoors. I mean... It makes sense to be able to, to to grow indoors all year long as a company currently, but also to 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 grow outdoors, especially on a huge you know multi use farm. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's Boulder. You they're know. weird. They got that whole thing going on in Boulder where they're talking about everything has to be one hundred percent offset by. Um, like green energy, and right? Stuff too. But they're totally missing the whole point because they're. <laughs> That's but like then why don't you say hey grow outdoors? Yeah, exactly. Lots. Yeah, grow yeah. A lot outdoors in the growing season and a lot less indoors. Sorry, Boulder. Yeah, um, I like Boulder. I've been there a number of times. I, I, I have friends you. there. Yep. Yep. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Where's Aurora? Uh, it's near Boulder. I think it's a little south of Boulder. So the Aurorans are reacting to the rise of pot grow homes. Oh no. This is a very interesting story. This is an old story up here, (laughs) but it's probably a new one for Colorado. So they're probably starting to do things like in their rental home rental ads, say like no med grows, Uh no guard inside gardens, no this, no that, no growers allowed. (laughs) It's new in Colorado. <laughs> We've been seeing that in this area for a long time, a long time. There's been a backlash against it, and the homeowners do not want to rent to people who grow pot. However, there's kind of an issue. If it's their medicine, they can't really stop them either. But um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing, and, and, and uh, I'm sure throughout Colorado what they're, what's starting to happen is uh, – the homeowners, people that want to, that are landlords, are becoming worried about their properties being. Used. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what happens is it's usually a couple bad eggs, you know, that come in and will totally trash a property and leave it, you know, mold ridden and not have not have done anything, you know, proper. Just call big holes in walls and yeah, they give everyone a bad name, really. 
Yep. So that is going to make it <laughs> more difficult for some of some of you guys out there as you start running into landlords that know know what you you potentially are doing. So good luck with all that. Yeah. That's your Rocky Mountain high for today. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. DEA seeks Ebonics translators to decipher black people's phone conversations. <laughs> I haven't even read the story yet. <laughs> but it just sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> I think we're just going to read the title of this story and that's enough. <laughs> what do you think? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Got some Kentucky news. All right. What's going on in Kentucky? Rand Paul. Yeah. He's uh, a libertarian, libertarian Republican. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, Running for Senate. He's the son of Ron Paul. Uh-huh. Former presidential candidate. For Republican Party. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, he's running for one of the two Senate seats in Kentucky. Um, and uh, it's been kind of thought that he was pro-pot. Um, but <clears throat> apparently his campaign has clarified their stance. Um, and he is... Uh, he believes that marijuana should be a state's rights issue, so the state should decide. Mm-hmm. But he does not necessarily believe that it should be legal. He's not being fully open to whether he thinks it should be or shouldn't be, but he doesn't necessarily believe that it should be. I thought it was like a tenet of the libertarian principle that you know people should be able to do what they want with their bodies. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I believe so, but apparently... In Kentucky, where where I come from, <laughs> you can't be that that pro pot. It's not uh, a good idea. Yeah, I, that's uh, why I don't live there. I mean, he's trying to get elected. He's trying to get elected. Um, so I think maybe we'll find out in the real future, like in the future, where he really stands. <laughs> um, because uh, it seems like uh, playing politics to me. Um, we got what was this? I lost it, dude. We cut after oh, Rand Paul. That's all right. I can pick it up. Um, speaking of Rand Paul, we actually have a little clip here with him uh, at, the, at the very beginning of it. And then um, former governor, uh, New Mexico governor Gary Johnson coming in uh, to uh, finish the interview. Okay. Uh, and I don't know who this host is at all. I have not seen this guy as, before, but he's a trip. I'm, he? I'm warning you. He's a trip. Uh-oh. <laughs> so... Um, that starts off with uh, Rand Paul, and then this host comes in and uh, and uh, introduces Gary Johnson. Here it is. News station in Kentucky. I personally think we've been trying the federal solution, and there may be some good aspects to it, but it's also we're still failing. We're not getting rid of the drug problem. Well, that seems pretty clear. In the immortal words of Cypress Hill, he seems to be saying, "Legalize it." <laughs> That's my best. What? Mm. Uh, uh, wrong, wrong guy. That, so that was Ron. I mean, that was Rand Paul. That, no, that was the host. But that so, was Rand Paul speaking uh, and him be, saying that Rand Paul seems to be saying legalize, legalize it. And that's not Cypress, Cypress Hill. Hill. Is there a Cypress Hill song? I know there's hits from the bong, but. Well, there's Peter Tosh, you know. I know that Legalize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was a bad Cypress Hill impersonation. All right. That's Cypress Hill. And that's the, and that's the <laughs> principal libertarian position. Don't get me wrong. Get the government out of our lives, and he has a compelling case that the federal government has screwed this one up entirely. It's not like we're winning the war on drugs. We were so c- close to completely agreeing until he came up with this bizarre explanation of what we should do instead about the drug problem. 
you want rich people because they create jobs. If you punish rich people, they won't expand and create jobs. Give money to rich people? What does that have to do with drugs? No, I think he's saying... Unless Ram- I think he was saying that rich people use drugs. And if you throw rich people in jail, it's bad. I think throwing anyone in jail for drugs is bad. I don't think that, that clip bad. went to the same question. I don't even know that they were talking about the same thing yeah, anymore. This, I don't know who this guy is. He's just... He's strange. <laughs> it gets worse. Paul's on some. <laughs> That's also the problem with libertarian ideology. It usually devolves into let the rich get richer and everything will magically fix itself. But his comments do lead to a discussion of the larger issue at hand. Should we legalize it? Joining me now to talk about that issue is former New Mexico Governor Gary Johnson. He's the honorary chairman of Our America Initiative. Uh, Governor... Should we legalize it? We should legalize marijuana. I think that uh, 90% of the drug problem is prohibition-related, not use-related. And when I talk about legalizing marijuana, it's never going to be legal for kids to smoke marijuana. It's never going to be legal to smoke pot, become impaired, get behind the wheel of a car. I think we can all agree on that. Definitely. I think that we should make the same comparisons to uh, alcohol uh, that exist with marijuana. And regard. Maybe not agree completely there. Not all of them. We talked about that already. Regarding all the other drugs, um, I would suggest that we adopt harm reduction strategies, which is looking at the issue first as a health issue rather than a criminal justice issue. Half of what we spend on law enforcement, the courts, and the prisons is drug-related. And what are we getting for all that? Well, we're arresting 1.8 million people a year in this country on drug-related crime. But the governor, the issue seems to be that if the Democrats ever propose this, the Republicans would demagogue it, honestly. Uh, is that any, is that false? Or is there any way that might change yeah, where Republicans yeah, no, no, no. That's, come that, around to it? Yeah, no, that's not my experience. My experience is this is not a, this is not a party issue. It's, it's an issue with everybody that's in elected office. Everybody that's in elected office won't touch this. This is the emperor that has no clothes and nobody wants to touch it. But I think the people are way ahead of this. And of course, it's on the ballot in California to legalize it this fall, control it, regulate it, uh, tax it. Pew Foundation estimated that marijuana, the cost of marijuana would drop from $380 to $38 an ounce uh, with a 50% tax on that. So, Yeah, I think he's got some of his information incorrect there. It wasn't the Pew, it was Rand, and, uh-huh. and there wasn't a 50%, 50% tax. tax. No. There, there's some talk about ounce. a $50 tax, but that that's not even part of Prop 19. No, it's a excess a potential excise tax, and there may be a, a piece of legislation already kind of circulating in California about that. And it's fifty dollars per ounce, not fifty percent, and that would be that'd be thirty eight dollars per ounce. And then they'd have to, if they charge that tax, it would then bring the cost up to eighty eight dollars an ounce, and you'd have a weird thing where you'd have a bigger tax than the actual cost of the product. (laughs) Only the government could do that. Sure. Uh, I look at this from a cost-benefit analysis. So what are we spending and what are we getting? And, of course, there is the human toll involved in this. The situation with drug abuse is that it's always made worse because it's criminal. 
So how do we get the politicians to flip? Because you're right, the whole country is getting there. California is there. Many other states are uh, beginning that process. But we just can't move the politicians. You know, you they, know they, they won't. Look, prohibition didn't work for alcohol. And we realized that fairly quickly and changed it. Like, but now we have this mindset in this country that if we're going down the wrong path, we have to stay there. How do we change that? You know what? I, th I think the issue is at a tipping point. Uh, during the last general election, Massachusetts voted to decriminalize pot by a vote of 65 to 35. Um, I've smoked marijuana. I've dr drank alcohol in my life. I don't do either today, but I will tell you from my own experience that marijuana is safer than alcohol. Uh, citizens of Denver got to vote on decriminalizing marijuana on, a, on the basis of marijuana being safer than alcohol. Uh, 600,000 uh, Denver uh, citizens agree with me on, on that one. So um, I think it is at a tipping point. And people are ahead of the politicians on this one. And uh, it's still going to happen. It's going to happen. I think statistically we're about two and a half years from 50% of Americans actually understanding this. From my own experience, it's really thin ice. That with just a little bit of knowledge on this issue, people seem to move on this issue. People seem to em be embracing this notion of, gee, it's, it's not working. We really have to do something different. Well, it's good to see former politicians uh, getting on board for that and Republicans, et cetera. So thank you for joining us really appreciate the conversation. Well, and I'll, I'll just tell you, too, uh, in office, I espoused this. I, I looked at it hard in 1999 and really came to this conclusion while in office trying to implement this change then. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you, Governor. Thank you. Coming up, carried <laughs> He's running for president, maybe. That's a possibility. Big possibility. I mean, he's at least going to be in the potentially in the primary. Um, so that'd be interesting if you end up having watch. The 2012 Gary Johnson versus Obama, but Obama's not down with legalizing pot, but but Gary Johnson is. Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be really weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> Put you in a bit of a pickle, huh? <laughs> that'd be uh, that'd be very very interesting. I wonder if he'd. I wonder if Obama would flip flop on and become what do you mean pro legalization? Pro, pro legalization? Mm -hmm. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been talking to people that think, seem to think it'll be something he takes up after being reelected. I'm like, really? You know, no, I don't think so. No, he, yeah, he doesn't care. So apparently it takes people eight minutes and six questions to get a medical recommendation in Montana. Is that what they say? Yep. You can do it over Skype. Oh, really? You can do that in California now, too. Over Skype. Over Skype. Mm -hmm. I have a friend that did it. Yeah. I think... I think <laughs> Um, Kiefer Northerland did it, really? it that way. He huh. just Skypes it in, huh. I think. And uh, so it took this guy eight minutes, six questions on Skype. And there is a guy in um, Montana that says that's too long. Too long? Too long. It should be faster, huh? It should be faster and easier. And cheaper. <laughs> and easier, too. There's this group called, uh, called the Montana Caregivers Network. And this guy... Um, Jason Christ thinks that it should be, he says it was unnecessarily long. It's not really necessary to have a doctor who does an in-depth evaluation, like an hour-long evaluation. Um, I don't think we should make it harder for people to get medical marijuana. We so should be making it easier. We've talked about this guy on our show, on our program before. Um, we have. He is one of the, uh, one of the outspoken people on Obviously, the side that his, he, you know, he sees it. Um, 
that pot is super medical and people can use it for almost anything right. medicinally. Mm-hmm. And that's how he sees it. Yeah. And well, I, I kind of see it like that too. Uh, I do too in some ways. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, you know, that's but, his, that's his thing. It mm-hmm. should be easy because you can use it for common ailments, which is true. It is true. And uh, it's incredibly safe. I mean, you can go get aspirin. Aspirin kills people. Yeah. It's not every safe. Year. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's, it's relatively safe, but it, you can yeah. overdose pretty easily. People die. I mean, there's a um, certain amount of people that die from it every year, mm-hmm. but there are none that die from pot. You take a half a bottle of aspirin. It's probably, I mean, I'm, I bet it's going to kill you. Potentially. If you yeah. Don't puke. Yeah, totally. If you, if you can stomach it. So, yep, he's working. He's working daily to make it easier. God, eight minutes. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> there's people that are like, I hate you. <laughs> Eight minutes. Yeah, that's the that's the the scene in uh, in uh, Montana. A lot of people are getting their medical cards now. Um, it looks like we have concluded our show for today. Wow. Wow, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. This yeah. has been a low energy show. Yeah, we miss, we, we miss you, Jamie. And um, we started way too late tonight. That's right. We'll <laughs> if we're around next week, we'll try to bring you a better show. Oh, we'll be around. It'll be whether you're around or not, right. and whether we know how to do this. <laughs> so we may be two weeks from a show, or when will you be back? Oh, you can't answer that. You're going to Burning Man. We'll try not to leave you in the dark for too long. <laughs> Check out our website. Um, we'll be updating Twitter and Facebook so you can find out when it, you know, I can give you updates as to when the next show is going to be. Um, yeah, we'll try to do that. And uh, email us anything, any thoughts, any questions on any of the issues we were talking about or whatever. Info at CannabisAgenda.com or give us a call 707-654-CAN. Um, peace and pot. Yeah. All right, guys. Later.